sends a signal to everyone in the region to undercut, and it stirs this chaos that's in the region. That is Oklahoma Senator James Lankford yesterday joining several Republicans criticizing the Biden administration's tepid response to the crisis in Israel. Hamas militants and Israeli defense forces exchanging rocket and missile strikes for 10 days now. Senator Lankford says the U.S. needs to clarify its commitment to Israel, and he joins us live on the KRMG Morning News. Good morning. Welcome back, Senator. Hey, good morning. The Biden administration might say what I just called a tepid response is actually just what we can see above the surface, that there's a lot more going on behind the scenes to end the Hamas rocket attacks and the Israeli bombing runs. You want a more public show of support for Israel? I want just a consistent message. In the past 10 days, the Biden team seems to have five different messages uh, in our relationship with Israel. Just start with a very basic thing. We're opposed to terrorism and we support Israel. If they could have that clear message, that stays consistent. But right now in uh, President Biden's negotiations with Iran and allowing Iran to start selling oil again and to start getting more money again, that money then starts flowing to Hamas. Hamas, Hamas gets emboldened and then they start launching rockets. Uh, we've seen this pattern over and over again. So both in our negotiations with Iran and what's happening and allowing them to sell oil again, to get income again, uh, that has happened. That has been part of this, our inconsistent messaging uh, to Israel and to Hamas. Uh, remember that this whole process started with Hamas getting a rumor uh, about that uh, Israel was going to take over the Al-Aqsa Mosque. And so they start launching rockets at Jerusalem. And Israel responded with, you're not going to just launch rockets towards civilian areas and try to attack Jerusalem. You're not going to do that. And so Israel has responded by taking out their weapons caches, the leadership of Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad, and the tunnels that they use to be able to move around underground with. Uh, so th they've been very specific in what they're trying to do. We should support them ending terrorism. And as our nation, we would not allow a neighbor to shoot 3,000 rockets at us. Uh, and then to say, we're just going to allow that to happen. We would not. They should not. Are we any closer to a ceasefire? There's, there seem to be indications that we are this morning. I think we're only closer to a ceasefire when Israel gets to its main objective, which is to be able to take out the tunnels, take out the weapons caches for rockets, and to be able to eliminate the key leaders of Hamas. I think they will stop when that occurs. Uh, that's been the clear message from Israel from the beginning. Uh, it uh, makes the message more confusing when we actually say to them, no, we don't want you to eliminate the weapons caches. Why would we not stop that? Uh, so I, for, for us, I, I think we just need to have a clear message of where we stand and that we understand if you're attacked with acts of terrorism, you have to be able to respond to stop those acts of terrorism. The House has voted to create a bipartisan commission to look into the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy told fellow Republicans to vote against that commission still 10 House Republicans joined with the Democrats to pass the bill yesterday. Uh, Senate GOP leader Mitch McConnell, uh, I, I guess, has instructed your caucus to vote against it when it gets to the Senate. What are you going to do? Uh, he's actually not instructed us. He's just said this is what he's going to do. I'd actually already come to that same spot already on that. Here's here's the ironic part. A lot of the national media has focused on the House and their whole debate about their their commission to be able to study January the 6th. They have spent four and a half months debating how they're going to debate. In the meantime, the Senate has already done ours. Uh, we have already put together a bipartisan group. We had an equal number of Republicans, Democrats from a committee that I happen to sit on, on the Homeland Security Committee and with the Rules Committee. We've already met. We've had multiple hearings, been public hearings. We've met with a lot of folks and done depositions behind the scenes. We've done our investigation over the past several months and are releasing out a 
uh, about 100 page reports that'll come out in about three weeks now with all of our recommendations. Two inspectors general uh, from different agencies have also uh, almost finished their reports as well. And so we have inspectors general report from professional folks. We've had the Senate bipartisan commission that's already finished their work. Now the House is stepping up and saying, actually, we want to take over all this and we want a different commission and a new commission, uh, which is just absurd. It's all about politics on that one. We're getting to the facts of the matter. We're putting out recommendations. Uh, it's a completely bipartisan proposal coming out of the Senate. Uh, so it's not a partisan issue. It's led by Democrats. Democrats are the chairman. But we worked across party lines to be able to determine the issues in the Senate. So this is grandstanding in politics from Nancy Pelosi. Uh, it's not about trying to get to facts. Is it unusual for Senate and House to both have their own investigating panels looking at an issue? No, Senate and House doing their own investigating panels are very normal. Uh, you remember after the Russia and uh, whole fiasco that happened uh, 2016 and all those accusations, Senate and House did their own investigation time during that time period as well. But what the House is wanting to do is not do a House investigation and a Senate investigation. They're wanting to create something entirely new and to be able to stand up something else. We just think that's foolish to be able to do that. And the Senate's already finished our work on a bipartisan basis. It's the KRMG Morning News with Dan Potter. Senator James Langford is our guest. I'm with Rick Corey. And Senator, you've been a part of the race uh, commission uh, for, well, for weeks to years now. And recently, yeah, so was Governor Kevin Stitt, but not anymore. He got right. booted off that after he signed the bill that um, would you know, limit critical race theory being taught here in Oklahoma. A, do you agree with that? And then number two, what will your part be in the centennial next week? So I have actually been a part of the centennial for six years. I was a part of forming this uh, whole commission because I thought it was very important that we talk about the history, talk about issues of race, and have been very engaged. In the last eight months, uh, really the last two years, my role has become more and more ceremonial as there's a lot going on with the pandemic time and everything else. I've not been involved in any of the meetings. During that time period, this commission has turned extremely political and has suddenly they turned on me, as as folks, your listeners will know, uh, to be able to say they want me to be able to get off the commission. They kicked Kevin Stitt off the commission. They've now invited people to be able to come and speak uh, that are all hardcore Democrat uh, partisans to be able to speak. And it even reached a point uh, where now when they actually when we did the invitations and it was always going to be a national invitation, they refused to invite any Republicans uh, to be able to be at this. So I've not been involved in any of the meetings any of the conversations that have happened in the last year. Uh, and it's been very, very frustrating to watch something that had so much potential to be able to actually bring dialogue about race suddenly become hijacked about Democrat politics. And it's been exceptionally disappointing. So I, I'm not a part of the centennial activities that are happening. I'll be around a few of those things that are based on race uh, and are based on how we're gonna actually do reconciliation. But all these big events that are gonna be based about politics there's no reason for me to go. In fact, they've not even asked me to be a part of any of that, uh, even though I was a part of actually forming this commission before and it worked very hard in years past on the issues of race. Suddenly, this is not about race anymore. This is all about Democrat politics. And that's just a really sad transition uh, for something that had so much potential. I would encourage folks, if they haven't uh, done this, to go to YouTube and search for James Langford and Hannibal Johnson. And watch the interview that, that Senator Langford did with Hannibal Johnson. It's just uh, so informative. And, and there's so much hope in that interview, Senator, that uh, 
it was very informative to me, and I, I, I get the chance to interview Hannibal Johnson here in a few days, and I'll be drawing oh, terrific on that. Yeah, uh, the unemployment he's, he's, he's a terrific leader. The unemployment numbers out last week, disappointing to say the least. Many unemployed appear to be choosing remaining on the sidelines and getting the extra federal unemployment benefits instead of going back to work. You know, the governor has withdrawn Oklahomans from that federal money and is now offering a cash incentive for people to go back to work and, and stick with a gig for six weeks. You were talking about this in the floor of the Senate yesterday, kind of shaking your head in disbelief. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pleased with what Governor Stitt has done, uh, but sad at the point that we have reached as a nation. We have 8 million jobs open in America right now. Democrats are continuing to say we need additional unemployment benefits. We need additional money to be able to go out the door. They're just enjoying sending money out the door. Uh, but we have more job openings in Oklahoma than any other time in the history of us keeping records about job openings in Oklahoma. Every direction you go, there's a job opening. Uh, so what Governor Stid did was a great solution to say we are not going to accept the federal money. We need our economy to get back opening again. It's a disincentive to people. It's not uh, I, I had a conversation with somebody in D.C. last week and said, hey, it's not lazy. It's logical. Uh, when someone says, I'll pay you as much to stay home and give you a $10,000 tax break to stay home than it is to go to work, people just make the logical choice and say, I'm going to do that for a while. But the problem is, it's really difficult on them. You don't rise out of poverty by not having a job, by getting government benefits. Government benefits are supposed to be short term to be able to help you through a hard time. This is a time that actually the economy is wide open and there are jobs every direction that you look. And uh, we need to encourage people to be able to get back to work. I've only got you for a couple more minutes, and I've got to get to the 60-minute story on UFOs, or I guess UAPs, <laughs> Unexplained Aerial Phenomenon. The Pentagon admitting, yeah, these things are they're in our airspace. Sometimes, I guess, on a daily basis, they see this stuff. They do un incomprehensible things. We have no idea what they are. Next month, you're going to get a Pentagon report on UAPs. What do you make of all this? Yeah, it, it's been interesting to be able to track. I have to tell you, when I first joined the Intel Committee, a friend of mine pulled me aside and he said, I know you can't tell me classified information, but you got to tell me if we've got UFOs. <laughs> you you got you got to be able to tell me that. And it, it's been really funny to be able to go through this process. There, There is something happening that uh, some of our ships are tracking. Uh, we assume this is a military uh, surveillance vehicle that's being used by another country. Oof. I don't assume it's from another planet. Uh, but if so, this is a technology that exceeds our own. Uh, on actually speed and maneuverability, and it's something we've got to be able to continue to learn more about. That's and, scary. Uh, what is actually being? Yeah, done. I mean, I kind of hope it's another planet because yeah. if it's China or Russia with this technology, we're sunk. Right. So we're we're tracking it again. It, it, it's it's happening enough uh, that you think, okay, somebody's testing something and trying to be able to figure out how we're tracking it, and so we need to be able to make sure we understand everything we can about it. All right, we'll see what uh, is in that report coming out next month. Did Senator, you tell your friend the, the truth. Yeah, did you, you tell him? what? I, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Senator James Langford, thank you. We'll talk to you again soon. You bet. Take care, y'all.